my fault, and, and uh, today's message is, is that uh, God wants you to stretch, to be stretched, okay? Not, not just physically stretched, but He wants you to be spiritually stretched, so you can stretch and risk. How many of you like stretch and risk? Not a hand went up. Okay, how many of you like the comfort and safety of everything? Okay, some of you are like, uh, yeah, okay. So, so the, the, the reality is, you've heard the statements, you will never know if you don't try. You've heard that statement, right? You may fail, but you may also succeed. You've heard that, right? Okay, because your pastor says those often. Um, nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? You've heard that. We've all heard those, and, and some of us in this room actually like to take risk. All of us like to be safe in certain areas of our lives, so, so there's areas that we don't. But the gospel is about being stretched. The gospel is about trying new things. The gospel is about taking the good news to other places and in your own life. Amen? So we're going through this. Here we go. Matthew chapter 14 verses. I'll, I'll pick it up in 25 to 33. And I'm going to talk about just for a few moments about how God wants to stretch you in your, for your business life, your personal life, your, your relationships in, in sharing the faith of, of, of God. Your, just everything. This is about all of it. So Matthew chapter 14 Jesus was speaking. He went praying by himself. He sent his disciples on a boat. He says, go on ahead of me. Matthew 14, verse 25. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, came towards Jesus. When he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat and and the wind died down, then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Let's pray. Father, let your scripture speak to us. Let the word speak to us. Help us to take steps of faith and help us to, to be stretched and take gospel risk, risk for the right things, God. And we pray blessing, Lord, again, on the Alstons as they go to do your work. Help us to be available to help them in other things and be stretched in every aspect. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's move on. Number one, right away, write this down. Is to, it's time to get out of the boat. So Peter, many of us know Peter was, was compulsive, you know. He just, he stepped out. He saw Jesus. Now let me just tell you what happened, okay. Jesus was praying, uh, and then he was, he sent the disciples. He said, get in a boat, go across, I'm going to meet you across. A storm begins to buffet the boat, and they begin to become fearful. Can you imagine now, again, we're all into science fiction. This is real stuff. They're out in this boat, on, on, on this lake, and it's buffeting them all over. And Jesus comes to them walking on the water, okay? This wasn't Star Trek, it wasn't Star Wars, didn't have an anti-gravity belt, you know, which I don't think they really exist. And so he's walking on the water, they see him, they say, wow, what is, is this a ghost? And what does Jesus say to them? It's me. Don't be afraid, right? Can you hear me? Did I, did I just cut out? Okay. And, and so, so, so here it is, Jesus goes, Peter says, hey, Jesus, if, if, if it's you, can I, I want to walk on the water, call me. Jesus says, come on out. He walks out on the water. He's stepping on the water. And, of course, he, he begins to look down, sees the situation. He begins to sink. Jesus immediately grabs his hand, pulls him in. They get in the boat. The storm calms down. You'll, you'll, get all, you'll get some of this in a moment. He says, oh, you little faith, okay? He wasn't rebuking him totally, but he said, Man, I, I am the master of the wind and the storm and the seas. Amen? And so I want to say this morning, in your stretching and your risk, God is the master of life. 
Some of us, we, we're stuck in fear. We're paralyzed. And again, we hear about fear all the time. Fear of terrorism. Fear of global meltdown. Fear of the economy. Fear of this. Fear of that. Fear of diseases. And so I think the church in America, we're a little fearful. And, and, and hearing about Mark and just being reminded of my story, when we left a nice, comfortable church of, of 500 people and I was the, the lead, the, I was the lead, uh, I was the head pastor, I was the associate pastor over other pastors and the church was going well and, and God said, it's time to resign this church, leave the church, get a job and I'll tell you what to do next. That was stepping out. I resigned the church, I stepped as a guy, I got a job so I could pay bills and feed my wife and I, we were at the time no kids. A door opens immediately, hey, we, we want you to plant a church in Salt Lake City. We go out there, we say, okay, we do it. We spent seven years out there and we planted churches, one of the best things I ever did. And then we've come here, now we've been here for almost nine years, this is another one of the best things I've ever done. But God is calling to you and I in the church that God wants to know that you to know that He's with you wherever you go, and when He tells you to take a step of faith, you don't need to worry about it. It's hard, but God will take care of you, Amen. He is the God who can calm the storm. He is the God that can walk in water. He is the God that can help you walk in the water. Amen? That's pretty awesome, right? Amen. That's all right. Let me get this iPad thing working. I still have troubles with this sometime. There it is. All right, so, so it's time to get out of the boat. In order for you to take charge of your life, remember we're talking about this, the series is taking charge of your life, you have to become a person that will take some risk and be stretched. Right In your business life, in your schooling, in your, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your singleness. In order for you to grow, you've got to be willing to take some risk. It means moving into new territories. Uh, it, it means going in it with wide open eyes, trusting in a God who does great things. Amen? It, it says, I'm going to take some risk. Okay, I'm going to do it. Now, some risks, they're not all the same. There's smart risk and there's dumb risk. I'm not supposed to use that word, okay, but I'm going to use it anyway. Smart risk and dumb risk. Smart risk are, okay, if I do these two steps... It's a good thing. Good things are happening. A dumb risk is this, okay? Taking your paycheck and going and buying every lottery ticket. That's a dumb risk, okay? Well, pastor, my chances go higher of winning. They do, but it's still a dumb risk because if you lose, then you don't feed your family, right? A smart risk is, okay, I've calculated. I'm doing some things here, and if I take this step, some great things are going to happen. That's just kind of life. You're, you're doing good things, okay? Listen to this, though, okay? God doesn't want you to take dumb risks. He wants you to take smart risks through faith in Him. And He wants you to say, I'm going to take risk for Him. Not just blindly, because Peter didn't blindly step out of the boat. Peter stepped out of the boat because Jesus was in the water. God is always out there in the water. When He wants you to take a step, He is with you every step of the way. Amen? So I want to challenge you. Say, so Peter took a step. Yes, he was impulsive. He took a step. You have to love him. You have to love the guy. Okay? Some of us need to be around people that are a little bit more like that sometimes. We're so safe, you know, we have everything planned out from the minute, the day. I mean, you, you pull, out your, pull out your iPad or your iPhone or your Droid phone, and you have every second planned out, I'm going to tie my shoe at 8.01. At 8.02, I'm going to stand up. At 8.04, I'm going to, you know, and so sometimes you need to be around a person that's a little impulsive at times. Just they do things sometimes. Hey, let's go to the store. Let's get coffee. Well, um, I can't do that. And so we get so stuck and regimented. And God said, you've got to get out of that a little bit. Am I speaking to some of you? Some of you need to step out a little bit. Say, I need to leave some time for God to work in my life. And so Peter was that kind of a guy. But Peter, listen, because even though there was impulsiveness, he learned maturity from his risk. You and I can learn some maturity from some risk. Amen? Get ready to get out of the boat because risk can help you grow. Hebrews 11.6 says this, And without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Now let's move on, number two. Okay, I'm just trying to build it up a little bit. 
So you need to learn to take risk, make stretching and risk an ally. Okay, make it an ally. It's your friend. Okay, say risk is my friend. Ten of you said it. Some of you are like, oh, I'm not sure yet. Okay, well, I'll get the rest of you to say it in a moment. Look at your life in the eyes of God. Look at the apostles. Look at the disciples in the boat. How many disciples got out of the water? Into the water. Who was in the water? Okay, they'd already seen Jesus do the miraculous. They'd already seen him do many things. And so a group of them were afraid to get out of the boat. One was willing to get out of the boat. Look at the big picture. God is in charge. How many did you say that? Okay, God is in charge of everything, right? Okay, I know we have elections coming on. I have people, I have Republican friends and Democrat friends. They are scared to death of the elections. I want to let you know God is still on the throne. Regardless of who's in the, who's in the office of, of the United States of President, it doesn't matter. God is still in charge. He can work through any, any person. And, and so I want to let you know that no matter what you're going through in your life, God can help you. So say, God, I want risk and I want to be stretched and, and make them my ally. Amen? You see, all the people of faith in the Bible, the big things that they did were because they were stretched. It was beyond them. They had to trust in God. And for you, you've got to see the big picture. God has you in His hand. He's not going to let you go. Would you agree with that? And I know I get stuck in my routines. I get stuck in the safety of life sometimes. But I feel God is pushing me and pushing you to say, you know what, God is going to do some greater things if we would just step out of the boat in a certain area of our lives. And know that you're not alone. He's the one. This is awesome. Jesus came to them in the storm. You see, sometimes they think, why, God, where are you in my storm? He's right there the whole time. He is with you. So make change an ally. Change. So you know what? I want to talk about two changes. Do I have it? There's the change of outcome, meaning I hope I get out of debt. That's a good thing. I, 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 I want to get thinner. I want to get healthier. Those are, that's a good thought. Okay? That, those are good steps. But listen to this. You know me. I love vision. I love talking about it. But vision is important, but it's not the hardest work. Right? So many of us have a, a, a desire to have a change of outcome. I want to get better. I want to have a better job, a better spouse. I want to get married someday. I want my kids to, get, to, to do this. That's a good start. But then you have to go to the next step to say, okay, I've got to change my approach. I have to change my approach. I don't have to just think how I want to change my life. I've actually got to make some steps. Remember I talked about this, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different changes. Remember? Remember that? So sometimes we say, I, I, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping I get out of debt. I'm hoping I, I, I have a better, uh, healthier life. I'm hoping to, to marry someday. I'm hoping to have a successful career. You can hope that all your life unless you change your direction. You change the way you're going to take off. You change the way you're going to approach life. Amen? You see what I'm saying? You see, you've got to change something. And that's where you have to take a step of faith. You have to risk. You have to go out and say, I'm going to try something different because I'm doing the same thing. It's not changed for the last 20 years. Okay, Dave Ramsey, if you've ever done his Financial Peace University, Dave Ramsey says for, in order for a person to get out of debt, they have to get angry at debt. And so you have to get angry at your situation. I don't want this situation anymore. I've got to make some change. So I'm going to go over here. I'm going to try a new approach. Do you see what I'm saying? We get stuck. We all do it. I do it. And God says, I want you to take a new step of faith. I want you to step out of the boat, okay? So then a change of approach will be better. Okay, now the third thing, I need to move on. Get rid of inertia. Okay, inertia is this, the laws of physics. If you throw a baseball, it's going to stay, except for the law of gravity, pulls it away. When you throw a baseball, it's going to go in the same direction until something changes direction. A strong wind, a body, a bat, okay? So what happens is you and I, we get through life, we start going to life, and we go in the same direction, and nothing changes. 
We get up. We have oatmeal for breakfast. We have our two cups of coffee. We get in the, on the metro. We go to work. We, we stress at work. We eat our tuna sandwich. We come home. We don't go to church. We, 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 whatever. We just get in the you know, We go to church and it's the same thing. And so sometimes you need to have some change of inertia. You need to have God say, you know what? If you want to be stretched, maybe something needs to change in your life. Okay? A change of direction. Another law of inertia, do I have it? Is that it takes more energy to get a stationary object moving than it does to change the direction of an object. In other words, I could probably throw this stand, okay? But it's going to take more energy for me to pick the stand up and throw it, okay? Versus now, of course, if it's in the air, you can block it with your ninja skills, right? Right? Okay? So you have right. Well, Ninja, Pastor Chan, what are you on today? I'm on the Holy Ghost, okay? And so, uh, if, so if I throw a baseball, it's going to take me energy to pick up the baseball and throw the baseball. It takes me more energy to get something moving. However, once the baseball's in the air, it can change direction a lot easier if it's hit by a bat, blown by a wind or some other thing. And the same thing in your life. If you want to change direction, you've got to get up first and get out of the boat. Okay? It's going to take a little energy to get out of the boat and step out in the water. But once in the water, once in the air, once moving, it's easy for God to move your direction. It's a lot easier. Do you see what I'm saying? We get sedentary in our lives, not just physically, but spiritually, relationally. We get set. We get, and I'm, I'm only 47, but I'm getting set, more set. And, and, and there's things that I don't want to change. But God is saying, you need to step out. You need to, you need to grow. You need to change in some areas. And so for another for us to change, we've got to get rid of inertia, okay? Are you with me? Okay? You've got to become a moving object. Get involved in life. Get involved in your workplace. Get involved in your church. The fourth thing is you've got to enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy change. It's cool, right? It's okay, right? Just say it's okay. Some of you, you're not okay with change. It's okay. Change is good. Okay? It's okay. And, you, and to enjoy the ride, you've got to get rid of the saying stuff like this. That will never work. That's a crazy idea. Did you know you, you ride in a crazy idea every time you get in a plane? You ride in a crazy idea when you get in your car. When you turn on your TV, that's a crazy idea. When we flip on the lights, these are crazy ideas. Do you see what I'm saying? So don't discount it being a crazy idea. Say stuff like this, you know what? That's just crazy enough that it might work. Do you see what I'm saying? That'll never work. It could work, right? Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, Pastor, you're just an optimist. I, I know. Number five. In order for you to get over fears is you have to face and reject your fears. Every one of us in this room have fears, right? Fears of things, fears of situations, fears of this and that. And in order for most of us to, to get through a fear of stepping out or fear of trying something new, you've got to face your fear. You've got to look at your fear and say... Is this real? Is this fear holding me back? Is there anything about this fear? Why is this fear holding me back? You've got to face it. Okay? You've got to face it. You can't just hide from it. You've got to look at it and say, what is this thing? This thing cannot control my life anymore. It will not control my life. A fear of meeting new people. A fear of trying this. A fear of doing that. A fear of starting something new. Look at it through God's eyes and say, God, what is this and why is it holding me back? Should this hold me back? Should this... Make me go forward. Okay? So face your fears and reject it and say, you don't control my life anymore. Amen? I mean, that's good stuff. Peter, I mean, he was impulsive. He got out of the boat. And so some of us, we've got to say, you know what? I might get a little wet, but God's out in the water. Jesus is there 
Why do I have to worry about it? Why, why am I going to fear? I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? You could die. Some of you are like, Pastor, well, duh, yeah. I don't want to die. No one wants to die, right? I hear, talking about the pastor in the Philippines who just, I'm going to preach the gospel. I don't care what I do. He's in heaven today. God is still working. It's sad for him and his family. Yes, we're all going to die. Get out of the boat and at least live. Amen? Don't sit in the boat all your life. Get out. Re- reject fear. Fear doesn't control me. Amen? So then number six, I'm moving quickly, is there's helpful and useless fear. Helpful fear is this. Yes, standing on a ten-story building and looking over the edge, that's a helpful fear. Your body, your heart starts beating, your, your, your skin gets flushed. You should step back. That's a helpful fear, right? If you're driving in an icy road and, and your car starts slipping, your heart starts you know what I'm talking about? That's helpful fear. Slow down, right? That's a helpful fear. When I work with the police as a police chaplain, they say, they say when you're out and you're out in a parking lot, all of a sudden the hairs raise up on your head. That's your body telling you that there's something not right. They and they say generally you should listen to that fear. Generally, sometimes you can be freaked out because we're, we live in such a fearful society. But a lot of times when you're walking like you know and it's dark and it's a dark parking lot and all of a sudden the hairs on your head out of the nowhere just on the back of your neck raise up, start praying. Father, watch over me, get me safely. Okay, now. Now, useless fears, okay? Useless fears are these. I might die tomorrow. The economy might crash. And it could, you could die tomorrow. The economy could crash. I might lose my job. And that is possible. But what, what's really behind all that? Fear. And what does it do to you? It makes you stop living. It makes you stop stepping out in faith. It makes you stop reaching out to new people or, or trying new things in your life. And so there's real fears and then there's the useless fears. And useless fears are based not on reality. Remember we talked about this a few weeks ago. Our minds can play tricks on us. You remember that? You, you, I mean, if I sit long enough, I can make the worst, a good situation the worst situation. What if this doesn't work? What if they don't respond? What if God doesn't move? What if, and you, you, we begin to just make it so that it, all of a sudden it's bad. That's useless fear. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? So you guys are say, okay, there's helpful fear and there's useful fear. Then number seven is your fear list. Fears, like bad dreams, are best dispersed in the light. Remember, God is in the light. Let God's Word expose your fears. Is this a good fear or is this a bad fear? Is this, a, is this fear just holding me back or is this just something I'm making up or is this something society is imposing upon me? So your fear, let me just throw a couple, okay? Your fear list. Identify your fears and expose them. Expose them to light. Expose them to a friend. Because a lot of us, we're afraid of our relationships because they're unhealthy or, or we don't want to start another one. You might say in a healthy relationship, I will lose a relationship. The question you should ask yourself, am I really going to lose this relationship? Is this, is this relationship so fragile that it's going to bust because I'm going to go in a different direction? And a lot of times it's just your mind. Or how about this, I might lose my job. Check it out with someone who's balanced. Again, is your, is your job situation so fragile that you make one mistake, they're going to fire you? It does happen, but if that's, if that's the way you're living, you're living in fear. Or you need to get a better job, if that's really the way it is. Okay. Another fear that you might face, I, I might fail. And you all, hopefully you begin to hear that annoying voice of Pastor Stan in your mind. But you might succeed. Okay? You might fail, but you also might succeed. Right? 
Nothing is guaranteed 100%. Okay, so the next thing, I, I won't know what will happen next. No one knows what's going to happen next but God. Right? Right? Peter didn't know what was going to happen. He could have stepped out and he could have got eaten by a shark. There were no sharks where he was at, by the way. But maybe he was watching Shark Week on Discovery. And he was so fearful. And like, oh my goodness, there is a, there is a, a, you know, a killer fish in there. I mean, you know, and so our minds begin to make these fears. I don't know what's going to happen next. No one really does all the time. But taking steps of faith and trusting in God are good things. Number eight. Number eight. Learn how to address, learn how to address and reject fear. I've already talked about this. Okay? But don't let your fears paralyze you. Learn how to address them. Say, this is, this is not a real fear. This is just something my mind is playing tricks on me about. Okay? Now, I know I talk about this, and you say, Pastor, it's easy for you to say this. Our economy could crash tomorrow. It could go on for another thousand years. It could go on for 50 years. The economy is not God. And I, I mean, I'm tired of churches, and I'm tired of believers living in fear of the economy. Man, we've got missionaries that need funding. We've got churches we've got to plant. We've got people we've got to disciple. God will always fund His work. God will always take care of you. I mean, I know I'm thinner now than when I first came here, but I, do, I, I have a, a huge appetite. I've got to eat a lot. I love to eat. Thank God for food, amen? And, and I've noticed this in my life. There's been times when I've had more money and I've had less money, but I've always been able to eat. I've always had a place over my, well, pastor, that must be nice, because some of you may have experienced homelessness and not having food. But God has always taken care of me. And you don't need to fear What's going to happen tomorrow? You need to face it. Say, God is in charge. Amen? Well, Pastor Sam, that's easy for you because you've got money in the bank right now. I might have a couple of dollars in the bank. Then there's times when I have negative dollars in the bank. It happens. But God is on the throne. And I go to Him all the time. And He has always met my needs. He's always been there for me. Always. Okay? So in your storm, know that God is there for you always. Amen? The next one I want to talk about just for a minute is the fear of fears. Okay, psychologists will tell you this. Fear is stronger when we fear becoming afraid. As a kid, I used to be afraid of the dark. Why? Because I was afraid of something. I mean, I would flip my lights on, I would take a flash, and I would look under my bed. Some of you laugh. Some of you still do that today, right? In fact, I got to the point that I stuffed as many toys as I could under the bed. And all my games and, and sports equipment, I was like, there's nothing going to be under my bed, so I'm okay. I still get the light. I check under every night. Okay, there's my football. There's my board games. There's some old socks. It's all good. I'd be afraid. In fact, I, I, I was so afraid of being afraid, I had a string tied to my light. And I would get in there, and I would get in my bed, and I'd have my... You remember the covers, like these supernatural covers? They'd cover your head. Remember that? Nothing. And so I'd flip the light off, and I'd put my head under the cover just enough so I could breathe. You laugh. But I was afraid of fear. And it ruled my life for a while. And after a while, I was like, I, I can't live like this. I, mean, I was just a little kid, and I, I began to go to church, and I began to hear about God and His goodness, and I began to pray. And now, guess what? I, I love the dark at nighttime, because huh, I like to sleep. Because I like to get up the next day and live the life that God has for me. And you see, fear of fear just will paralyze you. Don't allow that, amen? Because the Bible says He doesn't give us a spirit of fear, right? The Bible says in Timothy gives a spirit of power, self, self-discipline, a sound mind. 
You're a sound mind. Say that, I have a sound mind. Okay, now the rest of you, I have a sound mind. Okay, you're not crazy. You might think you are, but you're not crazy. Okay? You're awesome. Number ten. Number ten. Self-control and power. How many of you like to be in control? Okay? You like to be in charge. You like to know everything about your life. You like, you like to know what's going on. That's, that's a natural thing. We like to be in charge. And the less control, the less power we have, the more fearful life can get, right? If you're in a boat, right? When you're in an airplane. I mean, I love airplanes. And flying from, when we would fly from Colorado to Utah or, or in and out of Colorado, there's, there's what's called this mountain shear comes off the mountains. And the plane, you guys remember, the plane sometimes, it's like this. You're like in the plane, all of a sudden, you know, like, you know, and you're all over the place. And I'm in the back, me and Zoe in the back when this one time I told you about this, we're in the back and we're like, like at an airplane, this is awesome, we're like at Elitch's or Disney World, and, and uh, Olivia and, and Michaela are down here, so I can tell on them. They're there and they're like, uh, Jesus, and, and Olivia's praying in tongues, and I'm, uh, I'm like, woo, this is awesome, the plane's like, you know, and, and then we landed, of course, it's normal, and I, people get out, oh, I'm never going to fly this flight, and I will say, it's just the Rocky Mountains, it's just the way it is. It's, I mean, you can get smooth flights, but you see, we're out of control. We're fearful. Peter's stepping out of the boat. He's losing control. I mean, they were in the boat anyway, and it's rocking around, but Peter steps out, and God is there with him. And sometimes in the storm, you've got to step out and give control over to God. And let your heart know that everything's going to be great. Okay? Stepping out of faith is sometimes really the best thing to do instead of staying in the boat. Now, the good news is Jesus got back in the boat and the, the, the storm was calmed. But you see, we like to be in charge. And God wants to sometimes wrestle that charge from us, right? We're like, I'm going to hold on. And God wants you to let go and let Him. Stepping out in faith is, is, is hard at times. It's difficult because you're losing, feel like you're losing control of your life. And actually you're gaining better control by giving your life over to God. Because He knows what He's doing. Right? Remember, he is the master of the wind, the storm, and the seas. You remember that? If he's in charge of all that, you really don't have to worry. So God is calling some of you to let go. Let go of that fear. Let go of that, that thing that you're holding on to. Let go of the situation. Let God have your situation. Let God take that fear and make it faith and strong. Amen? Let go because Jesus said this. Mark 8. Verse 34, Then he called the crowd to him, saying, and with his disciples he said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for me, for the gospel, will save it. Let go and let God save your life. Amen? Take steps of faith. Allow Him to work in your life. Amen? Number 11, support and reality checks. Support and reality checks. It always does help to have a few friends that you can talk to and say, Hey man, I'm fearful. Am I crazy? Is this fear real? And, and your real friends can say, that's not a real fear. Or you know what? That is a real thing in your life. But we can help you. So, so find some friends. I have some close friends I've talked to you about. I call them up say, man, I, I'm concerned about this thing in my life. Is this a real fear? Am I just going crazy? And they would talk me through. And they walk me through. And that's how I'm maturing. And I hope you have a few family and some friends that you can talk to. Amen? And the biggest person that you can talk to, his name is God. Go to him in prayer 24-7. Always available. 
Always go to Him. Say, God, am I crazy? I'm, I'm in fear. Why am I fearing this? What's the situation here? Is this a real fear, Lord? Or is this, this just one of those things that I'm making up in my mind? Another thing that God has, there's two other things that He's created. One is your family to help you in your fears. And then the second one is called the church, another family, your spiritual family. Your family, your, your blood family is good to help you walk through your fears. Your church family is also good to help you walk through your fears and overcome your fears. Amen? Okay? Let me move on. Number 12 is try things that are beyond you. For you to take steps of faith, for you to grow, you've got to be willing to try things that are beyond you. This might mean taking a new class. It might mean going, getting another degree. Maybe I mean, some of you have multiple. Maybe another degree. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's trying a, a, a new skill, a, a new job. They say that to keep your mind active. You've heard about this before, right? To keep your mind activated is to just to learn new skills. Um, planning a church was a, was a big deal, but I, I always like trying new things. It's crazy. One, one, one day I got this idea that I was going to put in this remote car start. I'm not an electrician guy. It worked for a little while. I mean, but I stayed up all night. You know, I was up to like two or three in the morning doing it. Um, one night, because I was like, I want to try something. I tried canning. Um, someone gave us these apricots. I said, I'm going to try this. Just try something different. I like to try new things because I don't want to get stuck in my life. And maybe it's a little hobby or something that will just, maybe it's a small thing to help you. Okay, canning or Maybe I'll learn Sudoku, or I'll learn how to play an instrument, or maybe I'll, I'll learn another language. Take these small steps of faith. They will help you expand so that when God says, all right, take this big step, it's not going to be such a big thing because now it's like, oh, this is fun, right? Some of you are like, I don't want to try new things. I don't like trying new things. Okay. Number 13, the stretch. The stretch. Successful people are always extending themselves, trying new things, getting out of their comfort zone. In order for you and I to grow in our faiths, we've got to say, God, stretch me. I know that's a prayer you don't like to pray. A couple prayers we don't like. God, give me patience, because that's not a good prayer all the time, right? And God, stretch me. The stretching things are very important, because God wants to stretch you. He wants you to grow. He wants you to mature. He wants you to be a vessel of honor for Him that He can work through, who, who has few limitations because you are beginning to step out in faith. Okay? There's, there's, listen to this. There is no stagnant position in growth. You're either growing or you're not growing, right? Those are your options in life. You're either growing spiritually or you're not growing. Well, Pastor, I've been at this church the last five years and, and it's just the same old thing. It's the same old thing. Maybe you need to say, God, help me to stretch out and try something new. Let me step into this ministry. Let me reach out to my neighbor. Let me do this thing. Let me move on. And as I've told you before, you should come up every year with a spiritual growth plan. Something new every year. A new thing, a new discipline, a, a new uh, prayer discipline, a new fasting, a new evangelism. Try something new. Get a growth plan every year that's going to stretch you so every little bit that you're going to go to a new level of faith. Okay? Try that. So let God stretch you. Amen? Big dreams. Listen, big dreams will require big things of you. Big dreams will require big things of you. Little dreams require little things. And God has put in every one of us in this room big dreams. And in order for you to get that big dream, you've got to take some big steps of faith as well. Maybe some baby steps, as I said, some little things that are just going to help you grow a little bit and then be ready for some big things. Be ready for God to go because God is a big God. Amen? He does big things. So allow Him to stretch you. Okay? Are you with this? 
Okay, as I talked about this, let me go on. Number 14, last thing is this. Think, then do. That's deep theology right there. You had to wait for the whole sermon to get this. Think, and then do. Now, Peter was a little more impulsive. He thought through it. He said, I'm going to step out. He stepped out. I'm all for you getting data. But there's also a thing called paralyzation, paralysis from analysis. You ever heard of that? Analysis paralysis, right? Some of you in the business world, you, you overanalyze and overanalyze and then you don't do anything about it. Think of all the time you spend in meetings. Think of all the resources you've done, all the research, and then you don't do it. And I'm wired enough to say, okay, I'm enough, I'm, okay we can do this only a few times, but we've got to do something. Either let, let's really plan on doing something or it's not. And you see a lot of times the church, we're all excited, yeah, we'll do it. And we talk about it, we get our faith, we get, we get teams and committees, and then all of a sudden we just, we don't do. In order for you to get out of, out of the boat, you've got to actually what? You've got to step out of the boat, right? In order for Peter to walk on the water, he had to step out. God, Jesus said, come, come. And so I'm all about praying. I'm all about strategizing. I'm all, out, I'm all about gathering information. I'm all about talking perspective and getting wisdom. You need to do that. You need to spend time in prayer. You need to weigh the costs and the benefits. It's a biblical thing. But then when God tells you to do something, you need to do what? Let Pastor Stan do that. Let Shelly do that. If we're going to plant churches, then let, let Mark and Frida go to... Freda, I'm sorry. I'm going to say Frida because I know someone Frida. Mark and Fred, let them go plant churches. That's their thing. Maybe God wants you to plant a church. Maybe God wants you to be on a mission field somewhere. Maybe God's calling you to full-time ministry. Maybe God's calling you to reach your neighbor, your co-worker. Maybe God wants you to plant a church via a Bible study in your home. Maybe God wants you to fund missionaries or help at a homeless mission. Maybe He wants you to teach people about the good news. We can talk about it all we want. We have faith about it. We can say God's going to do it, but He can't do it unless we do what? Step out. And you see, many of you, have, we're sitting in this room and we're, we've been sitting at the precipice and God's saying, are you going to step out or not? Oh, I've got to pray some more, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, is this the thing to do? Oh, I've been doing this for years, Lord. Is this the, oh, let me pray some more. Oh, God, is this the thing for me to do? Reaching people. Should I reach people, God? And, and, and God's will, let me give you the answer to that. Yes. Reaching people is always God's will. You don't need to spend a whole lot of time praying about it. You just need to go and do. God, am I supposed to do this new job? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray and fast. And there's times you should do that. But then there's also times you need to go. You need to do. Right? Should I step out in faith? When God gives you the green light, go for it. Pray. Research. Analyze. Talk to people. But you have to then step out. These churches are good in America about talking a big game and then we never step out. We get stuck in our lives. Well, I, 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 I want to change from being this kind of doctor to this kind of doctor. I don't know. I want to change from being this kind of lawyer to this kind of lawyer. I want to be a professor. You know, I, I just want to get a job. I mean, I don't know. You've got to sometimes say, okay, I'm, I'm done analyzing. God, I'm stepping out. And guess who is there to meet Peter? Jesus. God is there for you every time. I'm telling you, in fact, sometimes God, God blesses, even sometimes it might be a foolish step of faith, but God blesses that sometimes more than just us just sitting around talking about it all the time. Praying about it, strategizing. Oh, 
God is saying, man, you've got to step out. Watch me work. I've been praying some foolish prayers for our church. I've let you in on some of those. I want us to be giving a million dollars a year to missions. That's only going to happen when God intervenes and we step out. I want Rockville Assembly God to plant five churches. I'm going unnoticed for you and I to pray. Five churches in the next five years. That's crazy. But maybe it's crazy enough that God will bless it. Because just like in the Philippines, we have almost 300,000 people in a, just in a five-mile radius of this building that don't go to church. Amen? Maybe some of you can go help us plant those churches. Maybe some of God is calling you to the Philippines or the Ukraine or South America or, or across the street. Maybe it's a crazy idea, but maybe it's just crazy enough that God will reach out and help you do it. Would you stand with me this morning? The question for the sermon is, will you get out of the boat? In fact, let me read this last scripture to you, Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Man, if God is for us, then who can be against us? Amen? Maybe God wants you to be promoted, but you've got to do some things. Maybe He wants you to be married. you just got to trust Him for the right person. Maybe he, you need to change your career and you need to take a step of faith. Maybe God is calling you. I know I've been on this mission thing, but I've been telling you, I'm going to, I'm going to give you another secret prayer I've been having for us this church. God, raise up missionaries out of this church. My youngest daughter feels right now that she's called to the, to the country of Turkey. That was hard for her dad. But I said, God, I release her. She's yours. I'm praying not just our children, but maybe you. Whatever it is. Just maybe it's a missionary by being a friend to your neighbor or a co-worker. Maybe it's just crazy enough that God will work through it. But whatever you're dealing with, whatever situation, maybe it's fear. Maybe you're, you're, you're saying, I'm, I'm tired of being stuck in the past. I'm tired of living by fear. God is not a God of fear. Amen? I kind of saw that theme this morning through prayer. God wants you to be free of fear. God is with you everywhere you go. Father, in the name of Jesus, I don't know what you're going to do right now, but I, I want you to release all of us from fear. Fear of stepping out into new things you have for us. Because God, you always want us to grow. You always want us to reach out. You always want us to do new things through you. And there are some in this room, they need a new career, but they've got to step out in faith. There are some that need to step out in faith in a new relationship, God. Maybe they're dating the wrong kind of people and they, you want them to date a different type of person. Maybe, God, we're, we're stuck in our lives and we just like the comfort or we like to be in charge. I know I do, Lord. And you're stretching us in some new areas of our lives. Lord, help us to step out in that area, Father God. Maybe some of us, we overanalyze. I can do that times, Lord. I can overanalyze. I can think through what if, what if this doesn't work. What if, Lord, for some of us, you're just saying, step out. Do it. Go for it. Maybe it's just crazy enough that it will work. So help us, God. Some of us need to get rid of spiritual inertia. We're going in the same direction, and we need to change direction. Maybe some of us are not going any direction. We're stuck. Lord, lift us up and help us to have a new direction from you. Father, some of us are afraid of trying new things. Let us try new things today through you, Lord God. And Father, maybe some of you are calling, you're calling some of us to start a new business venture, a new business, a new career. Maybe you're calling some of us in this room to be full-time missionaries to, to the United States, to another part of the country, to the homeless. I don't know, Lord. Whatever it is. 
Maybe you're calling us just to, just to go on a missions trip. Maybe you're calling us to teach a class. Maybe you're calling us to do whatever it is. But Lord, we want to be open to you because we want to grow. And help us to 